At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? You heard it right. No more Hardwood Handicap. Our season's over. Now, we can do two hours on the Summer League and the NBA Draft if you want, but there is a major underway, of course, so we're not going to. The U.S. Open is reaching its final few holes, and who, of course, is stuck to stick around for a couple more <laughs> uh, but Wes Reynolds. And we were here. It's eerily similar, right, Wes? Because here we are. It is a, another major, and we have some familiar names at the top of the leaderboard. Will Zalatoris right now tied with yes. Matt Fitzpatrick. At five under, both of them. Scotty Scheffler is at four under. Those are your top three. One of the stories of the day is Hideki Matsuyama, who actually, for the day, shoots a five under, was on his way to potentially getting to four under, and making some noise, uh, but on, I think it was 17, where he hits mm-hmm. a terrible approach shot and goes about 10 feet. So right now, as it stands, Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, five under each, one under for the day. Scotty Scheffler, of course, still out there on the course as well, trying to make his way back up to the top at one point, uh, was at six under in the leader today. And then, of course, Matsuyama, Kalamurakawa done for the day. They are at three and two under, respectfully. So at this point right now, it would seem that it is between Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris. We'll see if one blinks. You also have guys out there still like Roy McIlroy who had two under through 16, so we'll see if he can carve his way up this board. And others too, Adam Hadwin, Keegan Bradley. Uh, but logic would say that Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, Scheffler are the guys that this is going to come down to in the last Yeah, game. certainly on the odds board. I was looking at BetMGM, Will Zalatoris, 150, Matt Fitzpatrick, plus 180, Scotty Scheffler, though, 225. Both of these guys, uh, uh, the final pairing here, Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris, do miss the fairway on 15. So, yep. you know, Scheffler's still in this. Of course, Matsuyama, who I know you have a nice 65 today, by the way, the low round of the entire U.S. Open Championship here at the Country Club at Brookline. He is in at three under. Denny McCarthy, they just showed his shot. He was playing 18. Right. He's going to be short. So he is not going to be able to match three under. Rory McIlroy out there still could if he can birdie one of the last two. He's currently one under on his round through 16. So he can at least match Matsuyama. But when you're looking at the live prices, now only five guys with McCarthy now not going to be able to get to three under. I think Matsuyama is like 40 to one. Rory mm-hmm. was 66 to one. So. It's not necessarily yet a three-guy tournament, so those uh, guys that are chasing are going to want to hang around here because this is the U.S. Open. It is U.S. Open pressure, and this is the only guy of the bunch that has won a U.S. Open before, that being Rory McIlroy, as he is making his approach on the 17th, about 131 of the stick. And watching all day today, it seems to me at least, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it's boiled down to two things for these guys, approach shots and putting, Mm -hmm. uh, because a guy like Matthew Fitzpatrick, I've actually been impressed with Fitzpatrick all the way through he reaches yes. the green. And then once he reaches the green, he's left a lot of opportunities out there. 
uh, even early on when he was settling for pars, mm-hmm. I counted at least four singed edges. Like yeah, when he was talking yeah, about he on the missed greens. a couple. He yeah. did miss a couple short ones inside of five feet for par, and that's not usually what it does. And then he makes that fifty foot bomb, obviously, to retake the lead here. So uh, Scotty Scheffler's got a long one here, probably going to settle for a two putt here, I believe, on the sixteenth. So you know. Just hanging around, and that's what you got to do at the U.S. Open, JBT. You just hang around, hang around. That's what Fitz did yesterday yep. after he got off to a bad start. And how about Will Salatoris, plus two through three holes? It's like, oh, God, this guy's nervous, this guy, you know, because it can go sideways. Look, we and saw it, it go like sideways go side yesterday quick, yeah. with Marikawa, who, by the way, had a nice 66. He is currently tied for fifth. How about 11-stroke difference between yes. three and around yes. three and round four? That's yeah. insane. So, like, these guys, you know, that's the thing. you got to fight. And uh, I think it was Sean Martin of uh, PGATour.com who, put this out here the only guy to go two over through three holes and win the u.s open and two over for three holes on the final round i should say was one tiger woods did it twice in 2002 and in 2008 so uh you know will Zalatoris, that'd be pretty good company if you can go ahead and pull this off yep so and if you look at to put some numbers behind what we're talking about here for sure with fitzpatrick at least according to datagolf.com right now in just round four uh a negative 0.6 in terms of strokes gained putting uh, Fitzpatrick, if he's not going to win this, I think he's going to look back and look at the way that he handled his... You know, his because that was range. always his reputation as a very yep. young player. He was kind of called the British version of Jordan Spieth, number one, because they're both tiny guys, but also they're both sponsored by Under Armour. And Fitzpatrick, when he was winning on the DP World Tour somewhat regularly, seemed like he made everything. Yep. But now he's like Matthew Fitzbomber. I mean, this guy is bombing it well, off the tee. I thought he was super aggressive today. Like, it didn't – when I was watching, it, I was impressed. Like, at one point I thought, man, I should probably bet this guy to win this because he's walking up to the tee. He's mm-hmm. not taking that much mm-hmm. time. He's got a super clean swing that has got a lot of aggression behind it. He And we, you look at some of the numbers. I mean, yes. Fitzpatrick, tee to green, plus 3.27 today. Um, let's see, off of the tee, plus, one, uh, plus 1.95 in terms of strokes gained. Across the board, his numbers have been great. Yeah. It's just the puttings and the putting yeah. and around the green, which is killed He's him. gained everywhere. Actually, he's number one now in the field for strokes gained off the tee, not only for round four, but also the event yep. gaining around the green, plus 1.41 on average round for the event, and plus uh, just a little over a stroke gain on approach per round. So tee to green, this guy's been the best player in the field this week. I think clearly Scotty Scheffler just behind him, but you feel like this should be just if you really go based on the numbers – this should be Matt Fitzpatrick's tournament to win. Yeah, and if you look at the uh, – I haven't seen the update. I want to make sure I've got it right. Uh, the data golf uh, projections right now, again, they're both tied through 14 and 5 under, but they've got a 42.5% win probability for Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will see if that is going to be the case. And as far as in-game numbers go, did you have anything in front of you as it sits – between those two, I think I've got, what, uh, Fitzpatrick plus 140, Zalatoris plus 190. Yeah, yeah, it's $2 at BetMGM on Zalatoris, okay. uh, 5 to 2 plus 250 for Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I saw somebody slamming their club in the bunker. I believe that was Gary Woodland on a poor shot, so I was like, is that one of my guys here? So oh, that, kind of, that kind of concerned me a little bit. Uh, so Gary Woodland, by the way, he is even par through 17, T9. Keegan Bradley makes a bogey at the 15th. That's going to take him out. Of course, the local boy, uh, Woodstock, Vermont, Boston Super Sports fan. So a lot of cheers for Bradley in that group. But that Bradley-Rom group, which is, by the way, the group in between the Scheffler group and the final pairing yeah. of Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris, uh, 
disappointing, yeah, big time disappointment, by the way, for John Rahm, because even though I had all three, I was like, okay, Wes, who's your gut? Who's going to win this thing? Well, I'm like, well, John Rahm, I think is going to win this thing because he did it before right. double bogeyed last year on 18 on Saturday and was three back. And then of course, just hangs in there, grinds all day, birdie 17 and 18 to end up winning the thing. But three over par for John Rahm, even par for the tournament T nine, uh, not going to repeat. Big putt here for uh, Rory uh, because this is a birdie putt that could put him at three under, and he's not going to hit it. Nope. He's going to fall off a little to the left. So, so he's going to have to birdie 18 to match Matsuyama. So now Rory drifts to 300 to one. Matsuyama, by the way, hanging around in that clubhouse, still 50 to one. So uh, I know my partner, Dave Ross, on Betting Across America, he took a shot at 250 to one. You got him pre tournament somewhere close to the 50 it was range. 46 to one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, by the way, a little uh, rough, you know, sitting up here in this uh, in this uh, brown. It is uh, kind of an uphill lie, though, in this uh, brown rough that has obviously been trampled on by the spectators and the patrons here. So that might help in terms of being sat up here. Fitzpatrick, by the way, still the favorite here at BetMGM. So I don't know if this is a little bit of a delay with the television broadcast, but I'm guessing he's going to hit a pretty solid shot. Yeah, and, and well, and like you said too, if you looked at it from a number standpoint, like if we're talking about statistics, uh, this should be Fitzpatrick's thing to win at this point, given how well he has done mm-hmm. up until he gets to the green. And it's weird because if you look at him and Zalatoris, uh, they are almost opposites in terms of the way that they have played up to this point. Yeah, with Zalatoris strokes gained putting plus one point six. Strokes gained approach plus one. It's amazing that Zalatoris does that in a major. And then you look in like regular events and it's like, God, the guy can't make a putt. Remember, of course, that cost him the playoff this year in the, uh, I think, the Farmers Insurance Open out there at Torrey Pines. If he just makes one putt on the back nine, he easily wins that future, but gets taken to a playoff by Luke Liss. Luke Liss hits a dart to like two feet and ends up winning it on the first playoff hole. All right, so here's uh, Fitzpatrick. We'll see what he does. Like you said, it wasn't actually a terrible lie. Those areas, if you get in there. From 225, that's a pretty darn good that's, shot. That's damn good. So I didn't see where's Zalatoris on this hole. Zalatoris is, uh, I've, I think he was in the inner, the first like cut of rough, okay. I believe. So wasn't a, as bad of a situation or bad of an angle as Fitzpatrick. So uh, we shall see. Uh, but right now, uh, you look at it, the top six players, by the way, on this leaderboard, all within the top 20. I mentioned in my trends piece and my whole piece at vcin.com and in point spread weekly eight of the last 11 u.s open winners were in the top 15 or better all 11 were in the top 30 so you've got the top six players on the leaderboard in the top 20 and that's something to kind of keep in mind you know we all want to hit the long shot we all want to hit the triple digit bomb these are class players class players win the u.s open and i think I, i don't know if you had it or if pga tours website had it but there was also the other bit was like you know, U.S. Open, the average age of these winners the last few years has been in the range of about 25, 26 mm-hmm. years old. And you mm-hmm. look at it, we're talking about 25, 25-year-old 25 Will Zalatoris, 25-year-old Scotty Scheffler, 27-year-old Matthew. McElroy's the old guy, yep. Yep. and he's just in his early 30s, uh, still trying to win that first major since 2014 at Valhalla. Zalatoris is going to be in the bunker. That takes a bounce in there, so that'll be his third shot here at number 15. Okay, well, the Willie Z is never going to make it easy on you, I guess. Uh, this is kind of his thing, so... Um, Fitzpatrick on the green, and he in the trap. One quick score update, by the way, because we were updating that during Betting Across yeah. America. 
Texas Longhorns. Uh, the Aggie players are giving the horns down sign to the Longhorns because Texas is going home to and done here in Omaha. So loser leave town match between the horns and the Aggies go to the Aggies 10 to 2 over the Longhorns. So they'll stay alive in this double elimination, the College World Series in Omaha. Notre Dame and Oklahoma, by the way, at the top of the next hour, they'll get started. And Scheffler right now, he's on 17 and he stripes that right down the fairway. So he's going to be in pretty good position. I'm, Scheffler lurking is the one that's. I know that's the guy like you got to dodge. And I was talking about that Friday night on the nightcap with Femi. And I was just looking at the strokes gain approach. Scheffler just right there. And every single week, I don't care if it's a boilerplate PGA tour event or if it's like, you know, a major like we have this week. Approach is always kind of the standby stat. If you're doing modeling, like, okay, what's important here. And basically I think it was Scheffler and Zalatoris were both in the top three over the last 24 rounds. Zalatoris actually the best on approach for the last 36. So iron play is usually going to determine your winner most weeks out here. Well, if you're talking about these three at the top, Scheffler by far right now has the best uh, total strokes gained for at least the fourth round. So we'll see if that carries over. Uh, All right. Uh, Wes is going to stick around as he did last time because uh, we have a major to cover. And just like last time, Matt Humans is going to join us. Let's talk a little golf with Matt, uh, who, of course, has some skin in the game here, too, as we are heading down the home stretch over in Massachusetts in the U.S. Open. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Naomi Dare to Play Unrivaled Golf Series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi, flavor forward. 21 or older only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. All right, so we are heading down, of course, the last few holes here at the U.S. Open. Wes Reynolds is sticking around, as he did with the last major, and just like that, Matt Humans is with us, too, as we're closing this thing out. And Matt... Um, as expected, I guess, Will Zalatoris uh, drops a stroke here on 15 as um, he is now a stroke behind, excuse me, two strokes back of one Matt Fitzpatrick, who has been awesome 
in t- up until he got to the greens to this point. But what do you make is Al Torres, Fitzpatrick, where we're at now with Fitzpatrick, a two-stroke lead. And uh, what do we got, Wes? Like three holes left to go? Yeah, Fitzmagic, yep. by the way, just made that bomb here at number 15. So yep. he will have a two-shot lead, three holes left to play. Scheffler looks like he's going to make birdie at 17. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, Willie Z has to hope he can get into a playoff. Yep. He had a two-stroke lead. Uh, on the back nine on the U.S. Open, and he, he turned that two-stroke lead into a two-stroke deficit here very quickly. So I think the pressure got to him. Also, a little bit of bad luck. If you were watching this hole, uh, number 15, Fitzpatrick actually hit, hit a really bad drive, hit it way right, but he hit it into the spectators where the grass was trampled down, so he had a decent lie. Willie Z hit a better drive, but it bounced into the thick rough. So he got... Uh, he ended up with Bogey, Fitzpatrick, Birdies, and boom, just like that, you have a two-stroke swing. I think that uh, Willie Z has played pretty steady golf for the most part, but I think just the uh, probably the pressure has caused him to come up a little short a couple times here on the back nine. As soon as you get a two-stroke lead and then you go Bogey, Bogey, that's pressure getting to you, and that's what Willie Z did. And uh, by the way, Circus Sports had him up 41 to 1 after the second round. Uh, so there was still a good number out there on Willie Z this week. I know Wes is in great shape. He's going to be a happy man. That's why he's sticking around because he's got Fitz, <laughs> he's got Zalatoris. I mean, if Wes had none of these guys on the leaderboard, he'd be home. Yeah, I'd be I'd be on the I-15 yeah. right now driving home because, yeah. look, I, w- I was going to sit in the book anyway. It was the same thing with the PGA with Justin Thomas. It's like, well, I better stick around here. I'm going to sit in the book and watch because I'm not going to be wanting to look down on my phone with the way some of these drivers drive out here in Las Vegas on the I-15, especially on a Sunday afternoon when they're going off that airport exit. So, uh by the way, Matt Fitzpatrick minus six, uh, two seventy minus two seventy five at BetMGM, three to one on Scheffler, twelve to one on Will Zalatoris. Uh, Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris, the final pairing now at the par three sixteenth. Mission accomplished for Fitzpatrick just to get it on the green, see if he can two up, but uh, not exactly the best shot. Not necessarily no. what he wanted. No. Well, this is a point where Zalatoris is going to have to be aggressive. He's got to. He's going to play for birdie here. He can't leave it short like Fitzpatrick just did. You got three holes to go. You don't have to panic, but he's going to have to be aggressive. He's been a little bit too tentative, and uh, Fitz has uh, been cutting it loose. Aside from that ugly, what was it, Wes? I think Fitz had a, a three putt, maybe mm-hmm. in a hole or something like that. He's missed Aside a couple five footers today. Yeah, I've been really impressed for the most part with uh, Fitzpatrick and his increased length. He's really ripping the ball off the tee, unlike he did earlier here in his career, and he's hitting some some bombs out of the fairway too. And they talked about his training regimen. I think when you watch Fitzpatrick, you can see how that's made a difference. Uh, his his length has been really impressive, and that's a hell of a tee shot by Will's Hollow Torres. Yeah, right that's, there. that's what I'm talking about being aggressive. You can't leave it short, and there you go. Now you set yourself up to cut the deficit to one if you can make a birdie putt here. Remember when, uh, I, remember when I said, JVT, that Will Zalatoris was number one on strokes and approach for the last 36 rounds? Mm-hmm. Sometimes your numbers actually bear out. Like, sometimes right. numbers, yeah. you don't get the results that match him. But nah. Will Zalatoris uh, looks like he is going to at least birdie number 17. By the way, Scotty Scheffler did finish off with his birdie. He is now five under, heading to 18T. But, uh, Matt, you did mention about Fitzpatrick, the added length, because we've always known him as, you know, good ball striker. You know, he's a he's a little guy, not a very big guy, about 160, 165 soaking wet. But 
All of a sudden, I think that's been the turnaround with his game is the length. I think Dan Hicks on the NBC telecast was like, yeah, he's added about an average of 10 yards. I'm like, I'll take the over on 10 yards because this guy is bombing it out there with some of the best. He's added more than 10 yards, I can tell you that. I've got to look at Matt Matt Fitzpatrick a little differently because uh, he he was not a long guy off the tee, and and now he is. He's changed his game. Just that, that difference in his length off the tee and his second shot out of the fairway has changed his game completely. Uh, I will say that last night, <clears throat> I don't have anything on Scheffler here. Last night, I bet Fitzpatrick at 3-1 to one on the adjusted odds. And I kind of set myself up here for well, whether thinking it was going to be Willie Z, Fitzpatrick, and hoping Sam Burns could make a run. Sam Burns obviously faded badly today and had no shot. So right now I'm set up, and I think Wes is in the same position unless you hedged, Wes. I need Fitzpatrick would still be a loser for me, but it, it covers some losses. Zalatoris would be the best option, obviously. And Scheffler, I'd lose all, all the uh, outright bets I made. I have nothing on Scheffler. What about you, Wes? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was almost going to talk myself into it because we were talking after round two, uh, Femi Abebefe and I on the nightcap here on VEASAN. It was like, if you're going to add somebody, it would be Scotty Scheffler because I looked at his approach numbers, and I know you and I were texting back and forth on Friday night, and you know his approach was just so good, and he's the best. I believe him and Sam Burns were the best two in the field on approach over the last 24 rounds coming into this week, and he was just striping them, and it's like, man, this guy, if he gets it going, then he kind of, you know, he, he got that two-shot lead, I think, through 10 yesterday, and then all of a sudden went bogey, double, bogey, bogey, And ends up, you know, being from two up to like three back. But you just thought maybe this guy is built a little different because we we got on the Scotty Scheffler train for Phoenix earlier this year, Matt. Super Bowl weekend. Everybody's watching the Super Bowl. And you and I are looking for monitors. I know you were here at Circus. Like, can we get this on one TV? (laughs) Because we had the same future on Scotty Scheffler. I wish uh, we were smart enough to go ahead and stay aboard him. I didn't think he was going to win four events and then obviously cap it off with the Masters. Probably should have won five. He lost that playoff to Burns at Colonial. But uh, Scotty Scheffler, maybe he is going to be built different. I think that this guy is going to, you know, keep winning more and be a perennial contender now. It sure looks that way. He's pretty steady, and he's had some bad luck today on that par five. Uh, he, he had that uh, approach shot. To, oh, geez, look at this. Wow. I thought Fitzpatrick was going to make that putt, too. I thought we were right. about to say, okay, everything we've all said, it's over. He can't make a five-foot putt, Matt, but he can make these uh, you know, 20-foot putts. I'll tell you, he made, I think, how long was that putt he made west about three holes ago? Uh, fi- about a 50-footer. Yeah. yeah, that was an incredible putt. Uh, so Will, Will Zalatoris has got to make this uh, probably about a 10-footer uh, for birdie here. I think he's going to be done. He's going to be two strokes back with uh, two to go, and uh, it's a must-make for him. Here's Rory McIlroy for birdie, and uh, Rory just misses. That will not match Matsuyama. Yeah. <clears throat> he's going to finish the tournament at two under and um, in the top five. Decent. um Decent tournament for Rory, but we had higher hopes for him, I think. Coming into the week, that 73 he put up on Saturday was very costly. I tell you guys, I don't know about you guys, but I'm fired up tonight. We got an NBA Game 7. Nothing <laughs> like the NBA. Oh, wait a minute. Did the Celtics lose Game 6? Damn it. They did. Right. They did, Matt. And also, it's the uh, bet- you're actually on the bet center now. You're not on Harvard Handicappers because the season is over. <laughs> there we go. All right. Will, Will, Will Z, Will Z is, is not, is not giving in. 
There we go. He's been resilient. I, I was receiving texts from people all over the country this morning about Willie Z's implosion. Sorry about Willie Z. Willie Z sucks. It's over. Well, we got two holes to go, and he's one stroke back, so he's still got a shot. Well, you never got one of those texts from me, all right? I said Willie Z sucks. It might have been, except with the B word instead of the instead of sucks. Uh, all right, Matt, we got our last 90 seconds here as we're waiting for Scheffler. I'll, I'll get you out of here on this non-golf-related question. Uh, How about your Yankees losing streak finally going up in flames today in a wild game against the Blue Jays? Well, I was unaware of that because last I saw the Yankees had a big lead, and I said they're going to win their 50th game today. So they end up losing that? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a grand was slam ridiculous. by Gurriel in the sixth. It was 8-3, to three, Matt. Gurriel with the grand slam, and then Teoscar Hernandez. Aaron Boone leads a left-hander in against this guy. Three-run shot. Rizzo hit a home run in the eighth, but they were able to close it down. 10-9 Jays. Yep. Oh, we might have lost, man. He was so I, that that might have rendered head. Matt speechless. How did they blow that 8-3 lead? Yeah, the Yankees' uh, winning streak goes down as the uh, the Blue Jays get a big win. All right, well, we'll say goodbye to Matt because we got our last 30. So, Matt, if you can still hear me, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Uh, with that, we'll close out this last few minutes. We have Andy McNeil coming up in a little bit um, as we wait for the end of this tournament. This is going to be fantastic. We also have the Stanley Cup final, uh, which is underway. The Colorado Avalanche beating the crap out of Tampa Bay so far. So we'll see what Andy thinks. So this thing's going to turn around as we head to game three tomorrow. But Scheffler approach here on 18. Before we get out of here, what's it look like, Wes? Man, that looks good. He is currently 4-1 to one at BetMGM. So, uh, you know, uh, solid approach there, but about okay. a 20, 25-footer for Birdie coming Got back. two guys at 5-under, a dude at 6-under. We're heading down to the end of the U.S. Open. Andy McNeil coming next. This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Major League Baseball season underway. You can play ball with the Peacock Major League Baseball Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com/Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Brian, I got an I'm ready text, so maybe try again. Um, all right. Paint the picture for us here, Wes Reynolds. Now, Fitzpatrick is on the green here of the 17th hole. Is he not? Yes, he is, okay. and he hit a pretty good shot in there, so he's going to have a look at birdie. He is, by the way, minus $3 at BetMGM as we wait on the approach for one Will Zalatoris, who is oh. one back at Fitzpatrick. That's going to roll back, though. That's going to get, yeah, and, and that Unless I Unless it comes back. I mean, that's actually not terrible. No, that's uh, actually stop. That actually might be a better angle, even though yeah. I think he is going to be outside of Fitzpatrick, but that might be a better angle up the hill. Plus 350 now on Will Zalatoris. Scotty Scheffler at 10-1 to 1 as we await on uh, his birdie putt, how he is going to finish the 18th. By the way, Scotty Scheffler, three under on his round, uh, minus five. Scheffler's got, I believe, boy, that looks on the naked eye, maybe in between 20 and 25 feet for yeah, birdie. I would agree with that. And a big one here, obviously, because uh, he can either – Ty Fitzpatrick here, or mm -hmm. wants to stay at the very least at five under. And yeah, it gets him to back. be, even if he just two putts here, it gets him yep. to be the leader in the clubhouse. And obviously, there's some open pressure here on 18 uh, when you're getting contention, chasing like Zalatoris might be, and also like Matt Fitzpatrick, should he hold on to the lead. All right, so let's see if, uh, what we have here from Scheffler. Very big putt, and uh, what he's hoping is his last putt of a, uh, we'll call regulation. We'll see if he can actually think. The Scheffler's been really freaking awesome today. 
Um, and it's been a really good tournament up to this point. So long putt. It's going to just burn the yeah, edge. Yeah, so just he's burns the left this, edge. Yep. Like. So five under par. That now drifts. I'm looking just at BetMGM. I happen to have that in front of me. 16 to 1. That does make him the leader in the clubhouse. So Hideki Matsuyama can go ahead and pack up. He'll finish fourth outright. A nice 65, low round of the championship. But uh, Hideki Matsuyama going to finish at three under. Of course, uh, Marikawa, McElroy, two under. Hadwin can maybe get to three under. But nevertheless, five under is the score to beat. Yep. Man, Mats, I was really hoping. It looked like we were going to get another Justin Thomas PGA right. type thing, you know? And, and, yet, and that yet doesn't usually happen at the U.S. Open either. Uh, yep. it, it's just so hard to come back. I think it was uh, the last 31 times, this was from Justin Ray Golf at the U.S. Open, you had to be T8 or better. Obviously, Masayama was outside of that, but gave it a damn good run today. All right. Uh, as we await what's going to happen here, last few holes, let's welcome in Andy McNeil, VEASAN hockey betting analyst, nice enough to give us some time today. A happy Father's Day to you, Andy, first off. Second off. Uh, 11 goals. We'll get right into it. For Colorado, two games. How much of this do we put on Vasilevsky? How much are we putting this on the Tampa Bay defense? What's going on through two games? Yeah, happy Father's Day to you as well and all the other uh, dads out there. Um, I, I think uh, I think the, the Lightning, uh, after, you know, after two games, I think we can safely say that Colorado is the superior team. Now, I don't wouldn't count the Tampa Bay Lightning out of this series by any means, but um as as time goes on here i mean you don't you don't know until you know right i think everybody including myself thought this was going to be a fairly close series an evenly matched series um all things considered uh the avalanche weren't you know a a, a huge favorite by any means so um it's pretty surprising to see the lightning uh, as, as be uh, as badly outplayed as they have been through two games uh in game 1 just the the one uh, the middle frame, second period, uh, they, they played pretty well, um, battled back, forced overtime, but they were they've they've been outplayed badly in in five out of the six periods in this uh, in this series so far, and um, it's pretty tough to pin anything on you know Vasilevsky himself. I know he's looked uh, pretty mediocre in these first two games, but the Lightning just haven't been able to to help him out. They've generated 39 shots on goal. Uh, in two games, which is uh, nowhere near enough to test uh, Darcy Kemper of the Avalanche. Andy, uh, what we've seen out of the Lightning, at least in the Eastern Conference playoffs, look, they had two good offensive teams that they win against, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Florida Panthers, you know, two of the better offensive teams maybe in the last 15 or 20 years uh, in terms of how they could score. And Tampa Bay was able to go up and down with them a little bit more. So are you surprised that – they just seem so slow when you look at the Colorado Avalanche and their speed. Well, you know, the, the big difference is that the Avalanche are an elite defensive team. The Florida Panthers and the Maple Leafs are, are not. Um, Colorado has only four teams have allowed fewer goals than Colorado has over the past few years. And, you know, they don't do it with, with unreal goaltending. Uh, this is a, a team that really knows how to, to shut down the opposition in the playoffs. Obviously, they haven't played a ton of quality competition, um, you know, throughout the playoffs, but they, they've, they've held teams to, uh, around 26 shots per 60 minutes. Um, so that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's the best in the playoffs. And, uh, and you know, they, they, they're built a little bit differently than, than teams like Florida and, uh, and Toronto. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. I expected Colorado to carry the play and dictate the, the play in this series, but, um, you know, they've, They've owned 68% of the shots, uh, 69% of the high danger chances, 73% of the expected goals, 
at five on five in this series. So uh, it's it's been a pretty dominant performance, which is a bit surprising, I think. So, Andy, as an NBA guy, um, one of the things that always sticks out in a lot of these games, officiating, right? We want to know who the officials are, how's, how it's being called. Uh, I want to ask you, because I was looking at some of the numbers, Colorado 3-7 on power play opportunities. I think Tampa Bay's 0-6. Uh, do you, one, do you expect that discrepancy to continue? And two, when it comes to officiating, is it like NBA, uh, where this is pretty important and these officiating crews call these games differently, and if Tampa Bay wants to take advantage of some of these, maybe the officiating has to go in their favor, but this discrepancy on the power plays is really something that stuck out to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important. I don't, I don't read as much into it uh, as, as you guys do in the, the NBA, but um, it's the, the, the big thing here is that Colorado is just so fast. So, um, you know, they, they can force the Lightning to take some uncharacteristic penalties, some penalties, some unintentional penalties. Um, you know, if you get your stick anywhere near the skates of Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon when those guys are, are really, you know, turning on the jet to, to rush up ice, uh, it's it, probably going to, to get called more often than not so um the the lightning you know they've, they've gotten themselves into trouble with with penalties and that was a, a big reason why just you know trying to defend some of these great players and uh it might be a little bit you know easier for them on home ice but jared bednar the avalanche head coach has basically been you know giving john cooper the matchups that that he's wanted for the most part i don't think uh the lightning are going to get a huge edge from from the venue change Andy, is there any way for Tampa Bay to kind of, I guess, slow this down as ridiculous as it sounds? Because Colorado, it seems like almost impossible to do so. But if you look, I mean, Tampa Bay, this is kind of a, you know, total opposite going against the New York Rangers, who were obviously poor on the five on five, very effective on the power play. But they went, you know, it seemed like a year and a half without scoring a five on five goal in that series. They're not going to get that necessarily with Colorado. But what can Tampa Bay and the defense do, which is a good defensive team? I mean, they block a lot of shots. And then, of course, they have Vaz, usually very effective in between the pipes. But can or or can Tampa Bay do anything, I guess I should ask, to slow this team down and just slow the pace of the game where they're not going up and down so much with this team? Um, you know, they, they can definitely implement some, some strategies to try to, uh, to slow some of those, those players down, like Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, but I, I doubt they're going to have uh, much success. I mean, I think that, that their best chance heading into this series was that Vasilevsky was going to be great and allow them to, to play their game a little bit, but obviously they've gotten into, uh, you know, early deficits. Um, he's allowed, uh, you know, a lot of goals in the, in the, in the first uh, 20 minutes here of each game. So um, that, that really plays against any, and, uh, you know, the lightning being able to, to uh, play their strategy. If, if they, they do in fact have one, because um, when you're playing from behind, you've got no choice, but to chase the game, you can't sit back. You can't, you know, try to play that defensive style and, and you've really got to force things at that point. So um, obviously a good start is going to be uh, critical for Tampa Bay in game three. Um, but, you know, given given what we've seen so far in this series, uh, it, it's definitely looking like uh, it's going to be a lot shorter than anybody thought it would be. All right, real quick update before we get back to Andy, last 90 seconds. Uh, Fitzpatrick went a little left. He's in the sand. Zalatoris right in the middle of the fairway. Andy, just over 60 seconds. Market says about 18.2% chance the uh, Lightning come back in this series. What do your numbers say? Uh, yeah, it's roughly uh, in line with the, the market there. I, I had uh, Tampa Bay at around plus 126, 27 uh, on the road. I think they should be priced around minus 105 at home. So 
no edge on the the money line on either side. But I do like Val Nachushkin to go over two and a half shots once again. It's chalky minus one sixty five. Um, but uh, this is a, a guy that's been going over his shot total all playoffs long, 11 out of 16 games. Uh, he's had 11 shots in this uh, in this series so far. He leads the playoffs in rush attempts, um, and uh, he's on a line with, with Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog, so he'll get plenty of opportunities to, to put pucks on net over the next couple of games. Andy, it's good to talk to you. Thank you. And uh, by the way, slow it down with the excursions with the kid, okay? Blue Jays games, <laughs> aquariums. My kid's going to start asking questions. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy, dude. He, he, he rewards. Yeah. He rewards his children for a hard season work, handicapping hockey as you did for the NBA. But I know you're about to make an excursion out of town. All right, we're all done, so we'll find out uh, with Andy at least. We're not all done for the uh, for the day. When we come back, we'll update what's happening. We have drama in the final hole. Yeah. is Beth Center on at Bed365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bed365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. we got the betting splits. Betting splits, of course, another way VSIN is here to make your smarter, better year-round. Check them out today for every game, every event. Go to vsin.com. All right, betting splits, they're awesome. Make sure you check them out. Um, we've got drama here. So, let's set this up. Wes Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Nat Fitzpatrick, the leader. One stroke, over. Will Zalatoris, and Scotty Scheffler. He has an 18-foot putt to win this thing, if he'd like, for birdie. Mm-hmm. Will Zalatoris has a 14-foot putt that would put him at six under, if he can make it. And we'll see if this is all resting on Fitzpatrick, yeah. who is up right now. Minus 550 for Matt Fitzpatrick. Of course, he still does have the one-shot lead. Zalatoris at plus $4. Fitzpatrick hit it in that bunker, but hit another green in regulation. That's a good leave. That's going to be about... 18 inches for par there. So Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to post six. So it's all on Zalatoris. If you look at Fitzpatrick today, how he may win this thing. If Zalatoris doesn't make birdie here, Mm -hmm. 17 of 18 greens and regulation on a U.S. Open Sunday. I mean, you never see that, John. I mean, usually you're going to miss four or five, and that's a pretty damn good day of ball striking. But Fitz now in the clubhouse, six under. That is a round, I believe, of 68. 68, 70, 68, 68 for his four days. So Will Zalatoris, 14-footer. Let's see if he can force a playoff. If there is a playoff, two-hole aggregate, number one and number 18. And then if the score is the same, then they alternate between number one and 18 for sudden death until there's a winner. Okay. So this is going to be, ooh, man, the drama. 
unfolding right now. Don't look at the odds. Go ruin it. All right. I'm not. I'm not going to yeah, do a spoiler here because I think we're on a few second delay. Yeah. So. Well, we are. We are. Uh, Matt Humans was uh, was doing that during one of the finals games. He was tracking the live <laughs> odds. He was like six buckets ahead. I was like, all right, here we go. Put is up. Looks like he's got good. Oh. oh! Oh, oh man, what man. what a cruel game this wow. is! Because Will Zalatoris now going to look like he is going to get runner ups in back to back majors. Yep, wow! And Matt Fitzpatrick going to win his first ever event on American soil. By the way, it is the U.S. Open. He is your U.S. Open champion for 2022. He now becomes the third player, by the way, all time to win the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open. Of course, he won the U.S. Amateur right here at the Country Club in 2013. U.S. Amateur and U.S. Open on the same course. Jack Nicklaus did it at Pebble Beach. Julie Inkster at Bandon Dunes on the ladies' side. Sir, there's his uh, younger brother, Alex Fitzpatrick, coming out there. Alex, by the way, just about to turn pro and try to make his way on the PGA Tour. But Matt Fitzpatrick gets it done here at the U.S. Open. Uh, winner for me, 34-1. to 1, And I almost didn't bet him, JBT, because it seemed like too obvious. Because mm-hmm. it's like, everybody's going to know that narrative that he won here at the Country Club at Brookline. But... This is a guy that's gotten several top fives this year, has been close. He was in the mix at the PGA, was in the mix at the uh, Wells Fargo up at TPC Potomac outside the D.C. area. So he's been close several times this year. And you felt, okay, when's he finally going to break through? And he does this week six under par. So Will Salatoris and Scotty Scheffler will share runner-up honors just one shot. So let me ask you this. So you said he was 34-1? to Yes. Um, When we're talking about the Open here for Fitzpatrick, the reason I bring this up, I mean, we're talking about now – so we have a win here at the U.S. Open, a major. Uh, tied for 10th at the Canadian Open. Didn't miss, uh, miss the cut at the uh, Memorial. Tied for 5th at the PGA. Tied for 2nd at Wells Fargo. I mean, his current form, he's, he's incredible form mm-hmm. right now at this mm-hmm. point and wins a major. 34-1 to 1 for a guy, the way that he has been playing and now a major winner. What are you expecting in terms of an odd shift here well, by the time we get to the Open? you know, you would expect probably he's going to be – I don't know if he's going to be down there with the Schefflers and the Roms right. and the McElroys, uh, but – you would expect probably 20 yeah. to 22 maybe for Fitzpatrick. Uh, I, maybe you see him squeeze into the high teens. I, I, I still think, you know, he would probably be like, you would say maybe the fifth or sixth or seventh choice on the board. I certainly think Rom will have shorter odds. I think Scheffler will have shorter odds. I think certainly Rory McIlroy will have shorter odds. But some of the guys that were ranked ahead of him in the top ten, like the Patrick Cantlay's, even though he made the cut this week, another disappointing major for Patrick Cantlay. Only has one top five, I believe, now in 21 career majors, and that goes to 22 this week. So, you know, He's going to be certainly shorter and should be than Shoffley yep. and Cantlay and, uh, you know, some of these other guys, Spieth and Dustin Johnson. So probably you're looking at Matt Fitzpatrick, maybe the fifth or sixth choice on the odds board. Man, this is a really impressive run from Fitzpatrick. Um, and as you and Newman said, I mean, kind of maybe talking about the odds and, and them not catching up with how good he has been, um, a different sort of golfer in the way that he has improved. I, I was, because mm-hmm. I, I have not watched a lot of Fitzpatrick other than these two majors. I was really impressed watching him off the tee today. Yeah, like, the way the way he swings, it, it's it's quick, it's violent he's, he's in a turned good in, way. He's turned into you know? a bomber. It's like man, he was such like a slappy off the tee. He was very he was very Jordan Spieth-ian. It was a very similar game. It's no coincidence both of these guys sponsored by Under Armour, but he's always been considered like okay, he's the UK version of Jordan Spieth. Yeah, and because it was a similar game, you know, make make putts and be a good ball striker, just kind of be a slappy. Maybe you get overwhelmed, you know, on these big courses. But this was the type of course I felt Fitzpatrick could win on, you know, 7,200 and change yards. And plus the fact 
a U.S. Open, that's the type of game that really fits him because Matt Fitzpatrick, even with the added power, you don't see him win a lot of birdie fest, John. Yeah. You don't see him win when you got to shoot 23, 24 under in some boilerplate PGA Tour, DP World Tour event for that matter. So you never really see that. But Matt Fitzpatrick uh, does get it done. You know, he's been close. And one of those guys, it's like, is this guy ever going to realize his potential? Potential realized today. And yeah. now... uh you know, being uh, the only guy to do something in the game of golf, being Jack Nicholas, that's usually a pretty good thing. Only the second now on the men's side to win the U.S. Open on the same course, as well as the U.S. Amateur. Nicholas did it at Pebble Beach. Fitzpatrick does it at the Country Club at Brookline. So now this is, uh, again, as you mentioned, uh, second consecutive major for Will Zalatoris, in which he finishes runner-up. Yeah. So when you watched him today, I mean, for me, you look at some of the numbers, too, at least in this fourth round, strokes gained off of the tee. He, he lost uh, almost a full stroke mm-hmm. uh, off of the tee. So far, excuse me, in this fourth round and for the tournament, he was minus in that category too. That was for me one of the biggest things watching him. A little airing off the tee, yeah. And that's been kind of consistently the issue with Zalatoris and mm-hmm. watching him in these runner-ups. Because his approach, like we were saying, yep. you know, best over thirty-six rounds. This guy irons, and obviously, the bigger the tournament, the better the puttery is. He can kind of be a little erratic, you know, if he's playing, you know, the Greensboro Chrysler Classic or whatever event you want to throw out there. But Will Zalatoris, uh, look. I'm still going to keep going in on him because we have that FOMO, JVT, is better as fear of missing out. And it's like, if I don't bet him, this is the time he's going to win. Yep. So you kind of have to absorb the pain a little bit with certain guys. So uh, Will Zalatoris, back-to-back runner-ups. Another uh, top 10 finish for Rory in a major, now second at the Masters, eighth at the PGA, and then uh, fifth here. I believe he ties for fifth here at the U.S. Open. So Rory, I could see him still being the favorite. Mm-hmm. for the Open Championship at St. Andrews because I think, you know, this is a motivated Rory. He won the RBC. He's obviously, I think, found a little bit of motivation in his game with this whole live golf situation and Rory kind of being the, the flag. golf? Yeah, the flag bearer, the torch bearer, if you will, for the PGA Tour and really standing up and getting big reactions, a fan favorite, a media favorite, obviously, those that oppose the live golf tour and those who fund it. So, you know, I fully expect Rory's going to get plenty of money for St. Andrews. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see if he's the favorite. John Rahm, now, does he kind of uh, you know stay where he is? I think him and Scheffler are going to stay where they are because they're certainly going to stay there for the world ranking. I believe Fitzpatrick, who was 18th this week, this might be enough. I'll have to look at my uh, OWGR guru, Nosferatu, at VC606 on Twitter to see where Fitzpatrick is going to end up. I think he's probably going to be in the top 10 in the world mm-hmm. after this, his highest career ranking. They're showing uh, the picture of the 2013 mm-hmm. U.S. Amateur where now he's about 165, 170 soaking wet. He looked like he was about maybe yeah. about 120 yep. maybe back then. So uh, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick makes history, and I almost didn't bet him because he looks so obvious because oftentimes those narratives, JVT, everybody finds out about it. And when everybody knows about it, that's when they don't happen. But somehow, some way, this happened. Matt Fitzpatrick, absolutely great with the irons today. So right now, if you're looking at, again, ahead to the Open, this is just one shop, DraftKings, John Rahm, 10-1, to Roy McIlroy, 11-1, to going through some of the numbers we're talking about, the names. Scotty Scheffler at 14. Going a little bit further down, you have guys like Will Zellatoris at 25, as is Matthew Fitzpatrick. And you mentioned kind of biting the bullet here with some of these guys in terms of betting them consistently. Uh, with a guy like Zellatoris, you're also biting the bullet in terms of the numbers that you're getting mm-hmm. for him, right? Um, so, like, at the PGA Championship, for example, I had him at yeah. 49. He's going to shorten because we're all going right. to keep betting him, yep. and why the hell wouldn't we when he's doing so well in the majors? And it's like, it's that matter of time thing. It's like, it's only a matter of time. Well, sometimes a matter of time happens right away. 
And sometimes it takes a little while because remember when uh, humans and I years ago bet Ricky Fowler in every major. Ricky Fowler was the guy, yeah, every time. But I I think Zalatoris might be a little bit built different. And you've watched more than I. I would say in these last 45 seconds really quickly, the difference between a guy like Zalatoris and Ricky Fowler, Fowler had a lot of those games where fourth round he would just come up out of nowhere and finish the top five. He wasn't backdooring. Like like even Shoffley is kind of the same way, kind of backdooring those top tens and those top fives. This isn't a backdoor. This is being right in the mix. This is good for a guy, though. And I think Will Zalatoris is a tough guy. Runner-up at the Masters last year, lost him in the playoff at the PGA, mm-hmm. misses out by a stroke here at the U.S. Open. This guy, for as small and thin of a guy as he right is, there. he's tough as hell, and I think he's going to rebound very soon. All right, Wes, appreciate it, man. Good to be with you, man. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your time off after this program. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. We'll come back. Uh, we have a second hour of Bet Center on the way. we got a lot of smart people to talk to as well, get to a little baseball and more as the U.S. Open is all over. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.